Hello, 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 and welcome to Garnet and Gold Gaming, our esports at FSU podcast. So this podcast is put on by the esports at FSU program, and we're having a really good time with it. So my name is Austin. This is Ziva, and how you doing, Ziva? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, lovely, hot day outside. Yeah, it's pretty hot here yeah. in Tallahassee, Florida, mm-hmm. where the uh, Florida State campus is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you all know the yeah. FSU is that school. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Austin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Right, yeah. So, I am a junior at Florida State University studying criminal justice, and I play Hearthstone. I'm the game manager for Hearthstone in the esports club. So, yeah. Very cool. Playing a lot of Hearthstone, trying to get that stuff going. What about you, Ziva? What are you Um, playing? What's going on with you? So, I am a humanities slash communications major here at esports, at esports, at FSU. Uh, (laughs) I transferred from Miami-Dade College about a year ago, so I'm a senior now. Um, Yeah, my name is Ziva. I play Overwatch, mostly. I'm also the outreach officer here at uh, at esports at FSU. I forgot about that. Probably not a good sign. Uh, so I basically handle Market Wednesday, involvement fairs, outreach stuff. Uh, I reach out to people. That's my job. Um, right, so I'm also, I guess I'm from Switzerland. There's usually a gigantic Swiss flag back here, but I was told that wouldn't be very American, so I took it down. Um, but yeah, I play... USA. USA, exactly. Uh, and I play Overwatch. Uh, I just did tryouts this Friday, so I'm hoping that I got into one of the teams. We already have one team set. Hopefully we'll have one or two other teams. Uh, I'm probably going to be playing some Maytag this semester, as I did last semester, or That's last sweet. year. That was great. That's sweet, um, yeah. I caught a little bit of that tryout on our Twitch page. Right, and that was, it was super fun to watch, and great. you were doing really well. In oh, my thank opinion. you. So I think you probably made it. I, I, I think I did as well. Good I hope so. Yeah, I felt yeah. like I played well. We did stream that on our Twitch, which is esports at FSU, just like all of our social media. So feel free to check all of that out. Which I'm sure our producer, Sheridan, will happily link in the description, in the description. of this podcast. She will. Thanks, Sheridan. Sheridan's Appreciate great. that one. <laughs> um, right. So without further ado, now that we kind of know uh, a little bit about your host, we're your hosts, by the way. Uh, we're going to jump into some information about esports at FSU, uh, some of the games we're going to be competing in this semester and next semester, and uh, some of that info. So why don't you start us off with League of Legends? All right, yeah, so we'll kick it off with League of Legends. This is the first time in our club's short but awesome history that League of Legends, that any esp- esports game that we play has seen five separate teams. Five so teams. our esports club has five League of Legends. That's a that's lot of chances sweet. to win. Yeah, and you'll hear later from our league specialist, Nick, about just our chances in Gatorland. So we have five. We have five lead teams, (laughs) yeah. We promise, and we do have three going to Gatorland, and who will be telling us about that? Yeah, he'll be telling us about that, yeah. Uh, For CSGO, uh, CSL is uh, the Collegiate Star League which is running the CSGO tournament. Um, and the signups are until October 13th. We currently have two teams prepared to compete, so we are looking out for that. We're excited. Uh, for Overwatch, the TESPA Varsity Series starts September 21st. Fortunately, FSU is not going to be competing in that, as we're not allowed to just yet. But we are planning on it as soon as possible, hopefully in the few coming years. Uh, no promises. But we will, however, be competing in the preseason for the 2020 Spring Tournament. Um, it starts September 19th, and we will have at least two teams, maybe even three. Uh, and yours truly will be on one of those teams. And Roku, oh right, uh, so I wanted to talk, Roku came out about a, a month ago. 
Uh, it's been in competitive for about two weeks now, uh, barring a few little issues. So it'll be really interesting to see how that'll affect the way Tespa is played, because last year uh, there was a lot of goats, there were a lot of 3-3 uh, three, three metas. So now that everything is set to 2-2-2, two, 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 it'll be really interesting to see what people pull out. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be fun to watch. Uh, next on our list is PUBG, and the Collegiate Battlegrounds Association starts the 22nd, which I believe is two days from the airing of this podcast, and we will have an FSU t- competing in that, so go our PUBG team. That'll be interesting. Uh, and Fortnite is also competing in CSL and AVGL, which are two uh, things that run Fortnite tournaments. Uh, the signups are now, and the first match is October 26, which is not too, too far from now. Also not too far from Halloween. Uh, and we'll have four Spoopy teams... Spoopy season. <laughs> we'll have four teams of duos, so like four duo teams, competing in both of those tournaments. So check, look out for that. Right, and now on to our beloved Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Best game ever. Uh, <laughs> Tespa League started already. The first game was on the 16th. Uh, we're filming this, filming, recording this pre that date, though, so I can't exactly tell you how we did. Hopefully amazing. But FSU has two teams, Garnet and Gold, and both of them are competing. I'm sure you guys will do fantastic. We're going to win. <laughs> this is very confident. That's great. <laughs> and then on to Super Smash Brothers. There's a whole bunch of events that FSU kids are competing in. They have Thursday throwdowns at the ASLC every other Thursday. There's a few restaurants in town called like Midtown Calva Lounge and U-Bowl. They run weekly tournaments every Tuesday, Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot of Smash stuff going on if you're an FSU player. So check yeah. those out in our Discord. If you're into more. Smash, you've got a lot of people you can play against. The mm-hmm. Smash community sure. in this city is surprisingly quite large. Yeah. And then our last game, Call of Duty. So lots of collegiate competition information hasn't quite been announced yet because Modern Warfare comes out at the end of October. So they're sort of just waiting on that. Like, there's probably Black Ops stuff happening, but we're sort of just waiting on Modern Warfare to fully come out and be available to everyone so that we can start collegiate play on that. But and speaking of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, we're going to switch over now to our esports news. Just a quick recap of all the esports slash gaming news that have happened in the past uh, past few weeks. Yeah, yeah, the, the good stuff. So, uh, like I said, Call of Duty is coming out at the end of October. I believe the release date is October 25th, and the beta is already out. My Ooh. roommate is actually probably playing the beta right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, some key stuff that's going on in Call of Duty is they're going to have cross-platform, geez, cross-platform multiplayer. So you'll be able to play with with keyboard and mouse against someone who's sitting at their PlayStation or Xbox with a controller, which is interesting. It's like Fortnite. Yeah, like Fortnite. Like Fortnite. Um, they have some new multiplayer game modes added on to the game modes that you would expect from a normal Call of Duty game. Those are Ground War and Gunfight. Ground War is like, think Capital Supremacy from Battlefront, from mm. Battlefront, and think like Battlefield. If they had like a love child where it was like, all right, Big mode, like 32 on 32, bunch of people, vehicles, all, all sorts of stuff. It's a really big one. It should be fun. Nice. And then gunfight is 2v2s, <coughs> okay. which should be super cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I'll speak to Hearthstone, which is next in our That's esports game. news. Um, so Tombs of Terror launched the 17th, but again, we're recording this pre-that. So uh, yeah, I have yet to play Tombs of Terror, but... People are playing it right now as you're listening to this, and it should be a good time. This is Hearthstone's newest solo content. 
You get to play as four different dual-class heroes. One of them is a druid priest. One of them is a warrior hunter. One of them is a paladin shaman. One of them is a mage rogue. That sounds really cool. And they're based off of the League of Explorers, which if you play Hearthstone, you love the League of Explorers, but I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. <laughs> he could go on. Forever. I could go on forever about well. it, but I won't. <laughs> um, you get unique hero powers. You build your own deck with this their bucket system that they've had in every one of their solo expansions since, like, jeez, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What is exactly the bucket system for someone who okay. has never even Yeah, so the bucket system is when you're playing these, uh, like, solo expansion modes, mm-hmm. um, you, they have you build your own deck. So you start out with ten cards that they just give you. Okay. And then you play a boss. Okay. And once you beat the boss, they give you three different buckets of three cards. Oh. And you pick those three cards and you put them in your deck. That's pretty cool. So for each of these solo expansions since, um, gosh, I'm still drawing a blank. I can't think of it. But yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So, since, like, it's been at least a year now. Okay. That they've been having solo expansions that they've come out with you get to play with that sort of deck building under mm. the bucket system against bosses that get harder and harder and harder. Right. And Do you get the, to keep the cards that you get? Yes. Okay. Well, no, you don't get to keep them in your collection, but you get to keep them throughout like your run. Oh, whatever. okay. Got you. Got you. It'd They're be cool. sweet if you got to keep them. That would so be nice. really sweet. <laughs> well, then the people would like select cards for like, oh yeah, this is this is a good card. I just right. want this in my collection. <laughs> it has nothing fair. to do with it. Uh, but yeah, so they're also introducing new villains, mm-hmm. which are called Plague Lords which are, like, the, they're bosses, but they have, like, a huge amount of health. I think they okay. said they had something like 1,000 health each. That's a lot of health. So, but you get to play them multiple times in a run. Mm-hmm. and Or, like, you'll play them, and if you lose to them, you stop. Which mm-hmm. you'll probably lose to them because they have so much health. Okay. But the next time you encounter them, they'll have, if you do 100 damage to them, they'll have 100 less health. Right. Wherever that health stop is where it is. Very cool. And yeah, so that's what's going on there. So, um, so Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, there are some new characters, Banjo-Kazooie, which I'm super excited because I've played those games a lot. Oh, God, it's and so I saw sweet, that. Yeah. I know, that's awesome. Uh, SNK Terry and Sans from Undertale? Undertale? Yes. Okay, just checking. I forget sometimes. Uh, and there's also uh, some new game modes, uh, Home Run Derby, but I think you explained to me that they've already had this, this uh, yeah, game okay. mode before. So Home Run Derby has been in all of the Smash games previously, right. but... Basically what it is, is they have this big punching bag that it's just you and the punching bag. You go into a level and you just start wailing on this punching bag. <laughs> you you put as much percent damage into this punching bag as you can. Right. And then you grab the bat and you swing at it and it goes really far. And you, you're going based off how far this punching bag goes. That sounds so like a great way distance. to let out some anger. Yeah, honestly, you just <laughs> sit there and you're just... You have, like, I think it's 10 seconds to, like, oh, just, like... Oh, so it's, so, like, a Yeah, it's, like, you have to, like, get as much damage on it as possible. All right. But they've had it in basically every Smash game for, like, a while now. Okay. And it's finally come to Ultimate. All right. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be happy about that. So I'm excited about Exercising it. their thumbs. Yeah. Um, right, and Borderlands 3, the new game in the Borderlands, uh, what do you call that? Trilogy. Series, yeah, mm-hmm. Trilogy, mm-hmm. Um, was released September 13 on all platforms. There is a Standard Deluxe and Super Deluxe Edition. The Deluxe Edition comes with some extra cosmetics, and Super Deluxe with some extra cosmetics and some cool DLC. 
Uh, and apparently it takes approximately 30 hours to complete the main story. And from then on, you get access to some other game modes, uh, such as Mayhem mode. So that's uh, really cool. I am excited. I'm going to wait until it becomes a little cheaper. <laughs> Not going to lie. But I'm excited to play Borderlands. Uh, so, yeah. Are you excited yeah. about this release? I actually haven't played a Borderlands mm. game yet. I know. Don't, don't, don't No, that's okay. But, yeah, I am... Um, I was actually watching one of my friends stream it the other okay. day. It seemed super fun. It is one of the cooler, cool so. games that has been released. Um, right, it's so I guess great. now we're going to move on to uh, an interview that we have with somebody very cool from Gatorland. So uh, stick, stick around, and we'll get to that promptly. Yes. <laughs> so we have with us today Kelsey, who is the president of Gator Gaming at the University of Florida. Thank you so much for joining us, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. <laughs> No problem. So we just have a few qu questions for you about your event, Gatorland. Uh, so. Yeah, so for, for our listeners that don't really know, have never heard of Gatorland, what is Gatorland? So Gatorland's the uh, largest free gaming event in the southeast. We have over 10 tournaments to compete in and a bunch of different fun events and giveaways on the side. Um, we have a whole bunch of different games. Uh, the whole list is on Smash.gg, but off the top of my head, we've got like Ultimate, League of Legends, uh, Overwatch, Skullgirls, Tekken, that sort of thing. Um, it's sounds a like event. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty fun to me. Yeah. Um, how long has Gatorland been an event? So uh, we've been doing Gatorland. We're coming up on 10 years next semester. <laughs> so quite a while. <laughs> that is That's pretty sweet, yeah. It's impressive. So what was like the initial inspiration? I know it was 10 years ago, but what do you think the initial inspiration for Gatorland was? Uh, I wouldn't be able to say that because I wasn't there, yeah. but um, I know that it's just probably started as like a LAN and it's become some sort of bigger event where now it's like a, just a tradition. So I can't say what it would have been, but I'm, I'm assuming it was just a bunch of people wanted to get together and host a bunch of tournaments. So, I mean, there's always been a, there's always been a scene in Gainesville for gaming, so. Right. Uh, and what games are you particularly excited to see played at Gatorland yourself? Uh, personally, I'm really excited for Teamfight Tactics because it's our first year running it, and I think it's going to be a lot, very exciting. Um, we got a lot of a lot of interest, and I wasn't really expecting it to blow up as much. Are there any games that aren't going to be played at Gatorland? that you would like to see played at future LAN events that you might hold? Um, so at this Gatorland, uh, personally, I want to see like Rainbow Six or something coming up in the future, maybe next semester. Um, just I, I like to see more FPS. I, I feel like the only FPS we've ever run was like Overwatch in the last couple of years. So it'd be cool to see more um, PC games. So I want to try to make that happen. But obviously, logistics are part of the deal. Right, yeah, PC games are quite hard to put on in such a large scale, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so who actually puts on Gatorland? Is it the university itself, or is it your organization within the university? No, it's a student-run event, so, um, so we bring a bunch of volunteers, we rent the equipment. Usually we get funding from the student government um, to do that, but... Um, this semester not so much so it was it was just a big stretch to get all the equipment and it's a lot of the community brings the setups and that sort of thing and it's it's just it's really student run i would say mostly are there any particular stories or memories from past land events or yeah past land events that maybe you'd like to share um 
I think probably the funniest memory I had was it was my first semester doing any Gatorland and I was TOing for Overwatch <laughs> and halfway through we realized that the um, Rocket League tournament was about to start and we didn't have a TO for that. I had never played Rocket League a single day in my life and all of a sudden I was also TOing that. <laughs> so that was <laughs> kind of exciting and I think it was really funny to just get like, you know, straight into it. <laughs> That must have been pretty stressful, but I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's really> <laughs> um, so are there any prizes for certain games and tournaments, and can you tell us what they are, or is that kind of like a surprise? Um, so the prizes I can talk about right now are all public on the Smash.gg page. Um, we've got a prize pool of $500 for um, Smash Ultimate right now. Um, and then we also have the Matcherino page, so... Um, yeah, it's a website where if you like and retweet stuff, money gets added to the pool. I think it's a dollar twenty cents per person who does it. So that's where a lot of the other uh, public information for prizing is. But we'll have giveaways and lots of other cool stuff. But that's a little a secret. We'll see the day of the event. All right. And how did you personally like just get into esports to start? Um. Well. As far as esports, I don't, I've always been interested in league and watching like LCS and stuff. But um, I think my my freshman year, I joined the uh, Tespa team for Overwatch and slowly like worked my way up. So that was my main entrance into esports, even though I was interested in it like way before then. Um, that I would say that's about it. <laughs> All right. All right, sweet. And what should spectators of Gatorland expect to see when they go, or if they're watching? Um, I would expect, I mean, it's a whole different, like, atmosphere. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is just being in a room and seeing all the, the hype surrounding everyone. Like, people are really excited for this event. You can tell, like, as soon as you walk in the room that everyone in the room just really wants to be there. And I feel like there's not a lot of events that are like that. So I, I just think it's very special. So I think spectators of Gatorland should definitely expect to see just, you know, a lot of joy. <laughs> a lot of really awesome plays and hopefully hopefully um hopefully they'll have a great time so you'd say it's definitely like a community event yeah even though we get bigger every year i i definitely feel like we still keep that sense of community and that's my favorite part about it that's great very well i think that's all we have for you today but thank you so much for uh, answering our questions and for spending the time with us all right yeah, thank thanks you for coming on oh, sorry i interrupted <laughs> <laughs> Now All we right, have thank you guys. Nick, who is our league expert and export. export expert. <laughs> now we have with a valuable resource. He's very valuable. Now we have with us Nick, who is our league expert. Thank you. And he's going to be talking about what we can expect from our league players and what we can expect from Gatorland at large as it comes to League of Legends. Yes, so, so thank you. At Gatorland, to, uh, as some of you may know, there are a total of, I believe, 11 teams that are currently signed up, and there are two teams that are not fully signed up, so I'm not sure if you guys will get there yet. But currently competing, we have the team S9, 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 FGCU, UF Team Black, UFO, Power of God and Anime, Esports at Florida State Garnet, Esports at Florida State Gold, Esports at Florida State Black. We got a lot of players, that's all I'm saying. It's great. We got a good school. Uh, Marquee Sports, we have RFQ and Team Fish Taco 1. Uh, among these, they range from, ranks of the players range from Silver 4 to uh, 
used to be challenger, a little bit washed up. Okay. Pocket Rhino, if you're out mm. there, all I'm saying, you're D1 right now, man. You gotta get that up. Get it together. Exactly. Come get on, your, come on. Get your stuff it. together. Didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> uh, a general meta that I'm looking at, though. General a, a general meta, like over the course of the tournament, with the patch 9.18 coming out. Akali's been gutted okay, and she's, yeah. down. she's been ripped out of her spot in yeah. the first oh, place. Poor thing. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I play her, so at the same time, oh, it's no. like, it hurts my soul. Um, but yeah, so Akali's gone. I don't expect her to be first pick. I expect first pick priority to be going over to Morgana, Sejuani, uh, anything that enables the really strong early game oppressive lanes. So in the bot lane, we're looking to see a lot of Caitlyn, Lucian, Morgana, Nautilus. Uh, and we think Kaisa is going to be there. Some potential pick and ban that you have to do are going to be those that I've mentioned, and then Yumi for sure. Yumi is going to be a red side ban. Okay. Uh, probably every single game that Cad is just way too broken at the moment. Hmm. Uh, if we're going to move on to individual teams and ones that you can watch and expect to go far in the tournament, for sure the esports at Florida State Garnet team. Hey yo. Exactly. They it's are. The one to look for, right? Are, yes, our players are among some of the highest ranked at the tournaments. They performed well in previous Gatorlands and events at Polytechnic. They placed, I believe, in the semifinals or in the finals. I can't. Don't pull me on that for sure. But they were very high up in the rankings. Uh, in previous Gatorlands, they've made it through the semifinals rounds, I believe. Although this is a new team, there's a couple of new players we have. Uh, Oral Nuke, who is our new Garnet mid laner, and Tut, or Pupcake as his name is, has <laughs> Pupcake, I know, Kevin, okay. everyone loves him, has shifted roles from mid lane to bot lane, so there's some, mm -hmm. um, there's some questioning on how well he's going to be perform, able to perform okay. in a competitive environment, though I have the greatest of faith in you, Ken, Kevin. I mean, he's Pupcake, he's going to win. Of course, exactly. So if we're looking at some picks to expect from Florida State, then Let's start with the top lane, Mr. Brayden, Mr. Existential Pain himself. <laughs> what a man. What He's, a man. Yeah, Brayden is known for playing a lot of uh, Bruiser's top lane, Tank Busters, so he loves his Urgot, his Kled, his Mordekaiser, Aatrox, um, anything that he can get a red side counterpick on, because okay. he doesn't particularly like playing um, uh, or first picking his champions, so I expect them to opt for red side whenever they get the chance. And I expect him to look for an Urgot, maybe into if someone tries to draft some sort of tank top lane like a Lowy. I know there's one player that loves to play a Lowy. Okay. Um, he'll look to take Kled, maybe into a healing matchup like Aatrox, but Aatrox did get gutted as well. His Pantheon's very strong. He's been spamming that in solo queue. Moving down to the jungle, we have NK, who is known for being a Sejuani player, a Jargon player, a Warwick main in solo queue. He does love his Elise for the early game ganks as well. Uh, so they're all, those are all picks. Uh, I'm not sure that NK will be the most important player to ban out in draft. Mm -hmm. I think his champion pool is wide enough that it's not worth focusing him down bans. Maybe getting rid of Sejuani if you're on red side and you're mm -hmm. afraid of um, the team first picking on blue, although that should be standard for every single team. Right. Uh, if we move on to the mid lane, that is the highest ranked player currently, are the new player Oranuk. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about him. I know, excuse me. I know his Talia is very, very good. Currently sitting in sixty-eight percent win rate in solo queue. Oh wow! I know his Silas is very good, sitting at fifty-three. Uh, so if you're looking to take Sejuani in your draft on blue side, if you're looking to take uh, Akali, either of those is probably not recommended. If mm -hmm. you're going to leave up his Talia or his Silas. Are they strong right now, Silas and Talia? Uh, Talia, not so much, but the, that's kind of the thing. It's the fact that he does have a high win rate. Right. It's something that's scary. And okay. into a meta pick, 
even though she got nerfed, I think I still think Akali can be played either in top or mid. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to take that first pick into this team, you might want to consider banning their Talia, as that is okay. a direct counter to Akali. And okay. when played well, can influence the rest of the map almost okay. as effectively as other meta picks. Okay. Uh, Pupcake moving down to the ADC role. He plays a... well, he still has a lot of mid laners uh, in his solo queue, but it looks like he's playing Jinx, it looks like he's playing Tristana. Mm -hmm. uh, both of those are very safe picks, scaling into the late game, uh, but also very abusive. Tristana, notably, right now, right. is being able to have that level 2 power spike and all in almost immediately and win most 2v2's bot lane. So if you're going to look to focus out the bottom lane, I would suggest ban banning away his uh, Jinx. Actually, he stopped us on that when we played scrims okay. last night. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Moving I down to Pocket Rando, though. Um, Still loves playing his Zyrocon, still loves playing his Thresh, all these things uh, you can expect to see. He honestly, he plays most every support. Uh, it's very difficult to ban him out. His Morgana is uh, disgusting. Okay. Um, so, enemies beware playing against the Garnet Squad. <laughs> and just for people who may not know as much about League as you do, which I am one of those people, would you just briefly explain, um, you know, top, mid lane, jungle? Just very briefly. Yeah, of course, for those of you who don't quite understand League. Um, in League, it's a 5v5 game. There's three lanes and then a jungle in between the lanes. Top lane is where you have a one-on-one -on -one matchup, generally tanks or bruisers, or sometimes you can have like an abusive AD range to play okay. against a melee person up there. And you can consider it an island, almost, where your goal is to win your lane and mm -hmm. affect the rest of the map with your teleport spell, okay. uh, which is on a high cooldown. So there's all sorts of macro that goes into right, that. Sure. Uh, the jungler's role is to take the camps in between the lanes okay. and mm -hmm. basically roam the map and look to assist and get lanes ahead wherever he has the opening to. Mm -hmm. right. If he spots the enemy jungle on the other side of the map, he can take an objective, mm -hmm. uh, he can get lane. That's kind of his job, is to be the... Uh, catalyst for the plays happening on the map. Right. Mid lane is much the same, because they figured the mid lane is closest to both the top and bottom lane, right. so he has the most options to move around, mm -hmm. and maybe to move into the enemy's jungle and get wards down so you have vision. Mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of your mobile right. vision ward, if you would, almost. Uh, bottom lane is essentially what I play. Okay. It's You have ranged characters mm -hmm. that do attack damage, and they sit down the bottom lane and get carried through the early game by their support okay. and then scale into the middle and late game as damage dealers. Okay. Support's job is to ward, de-ward, assist their AD carry, roam. Okay. There's a lot of team play, as you can imagine. Sure, yeah. Looks oh, like yeah, it. For sure. And the ultimate goal of League is, of course, to destroy the enemy. Yeah, right. Thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, moving on down the list, uh, gonna go a little bit more briefly. Um, the other teams that I want to watch, the other two, are S9, S9, S9. I don't know what school they're from, but they are placed between, I'm assuming it's a Smurf account and Silver 4, I highly doubt that, <laughs> uh, and a Masters tier player. Okay. Uh, those are kind of like their low and their high ends. Uh, specifically, I want to watch their bot lane uh, okay. during the course of this tournament. They seem very, very strong. Luda, their support, is a Diamond 1 player, and their ADC Volt is a Masters tier player. Okay. Uh, Volt's Kaisa sits at a nice 63% win rate in solo queue, and she's a very versatile champion. She can go AD or AP. Mm -hmm. uh, she follows up very easily on uh, uh, supports that are meta right now. So you have Nautilus, Pike, Morgana, Lux, all things that Luda plays at a very high degree. Mm -hmm. So this could be a bot lane to be reckoned with. I would say probably ban away Volts Kaisa if you're a coach playing against this team. 
and I would keep a close eye on uh, giving them Caitlyn Morgana, which is a very meta, very strong bot lane right now. Uh, so if they are on red side, I suggest getting rid of the Morgana on blue side, or if you're more scared of the Caitlyn, the Caitlyn, uh, and then try and take Morgana first pick for yourself. Uh, moving on to the other team that I believe is super important, FGCU. Uh, their skills range between Diamond 4 and Diamond 1. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, I want to look at their top lane and their jungle. Uh, his top lane is actually really similar to Brayden's from uh, Garnet. Okay, mm -hmm. so we got some similarities there. Yeah, so if they go into a matchup, I'm going to expect a lot of volatility top lane where they both mm -hmm. know the matchup really well and they're going to be looking for outplays. Because you have similar picks such as like an Urgot with a 62% win rate mm -hmm. um, on Cypher from the top lane at FGCU. So that'll be interesting to see that matchup specifically, right? Exactly, yeah. Cool. So it seems like they have a lot of the same champions, so it should be exciting. Uh, in the jungle as well, uh, the same picks as NK. It's Elise, Sejuani, J4, all meta picks, mm -hmm. all very strong right now. So I expect a lot of action happening in the top lane and the mid lane specifically. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't get the data from OP for right. uh, mid, bot, and support, so I really only have top and jungle to go off of. Okay. Uh, moving on to the other teams, I don't have any data for UF Team Black. Come on, guys. I don't know if you're <laughs> taking your accounts or something on the Smash.gg page, but <laughs> some of us are trying to do research right now, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> We have the team Power of God in Anime. I love that name. It's I know, it's great, great isn't it? Name, right? Fantastic. All they need is like one of the players with the name like, ah! Yeah, that then, would be great. <laughs> yeah, stretch it out. Um, there you average between anime. Platinum My 1 son. and D4. What was that? I was mean. Keep going. Memes. <laughs> Memes are the most important aspect of yeah, this podcast. Austin is sure. our meme uh, dealer here, so look out for those. We'll, we'll bring them in. Oh, I got stuff outside later. Huh? You got the memes outside later? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> In the alley. In the alley. I'm not supposed to talk about that, though. Let's get yeah, to it. Sorry, back on the <laughs> Apologies. Uh, so, he's notable, their top laner, Wally. He plays a lot of Shen, which opens up a lot of compositions uh, that you can be really aggressive with on the bot side of the map mm -hmm. because his ultimate, uh, as you may not know, allows him to teleport himself and shield an ally all like anywhere on the map as long as he has uh, vision of them. So oh, Sounds pretty cool. Exactly. So they can go for something like uh, the old Shen-Nocturne combination, mm -hmm. which it's good, but it's not necessarily meta at the moment. He also plays pretty lane abusive picks like Rumble and Jace. He has like a 51% win rate on Rumble, 68% win rate on Jace. So it looks like he plays um, side lane split push champions that want to in impact team fights and the rest of the map. Uh, so if you're looking to try and do something and focus your team bot side, I would say ban out his Shen, just because that is uh, definitely a hindrance when you're trying to make active plays on the bot side of the map. Right. Um, unfortunately, some of their other players are one tricks that you kind of have to mm -hmm. ban away in the first phase as well. So you have their mid laner, Rubber Frog, has a is basically a Vladimir one trick. Another over... great name. Sorry, yeah, I just have yeah. to know. I love yeah. all these names on this These names are fantastic. Here, top laner is Wally. Their jungler <laughs> is Gears of Peace. I love uh, that. Their mid laner, Sweet. Rubber Frog. That's great. Their AD, Boaster. And their Sup, uh, Vitazi, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Vitazi? I don't know. They win for their names already. That's yeah. Yeah. insane. If there was yeah. a competition strictly for, for the names, probably that. They won it. For sure. Uh, so he has 249 games on Vladimir alone this wow. season. Wow. And that dwarfs all of his other picks. So he is, in my opinion, can be considered a Vlad one trick with a 57% win rate. That is a must ban. So how does that, how smart is it really to one trick a hero in a game where you can ban heroes? Uh, so 
it's smart in the solo queue because right. you know it's not always going to get banned and playing the same champion over and over allows you to get very mechanically good at that champion right, of course you understand all the time what you need to be doing mm -hmm. uh, you understand when you need to be doing it mm -hmm. but in a competitive sense when people can look you up such as this hi and ban you out in the game it's good to have other picks kind of in your pocket so some of his play. other picks that he plays are Cassident, mm -hmm. uh, Victor, and Cassiopeia so he plays um, kind of anti-mage right. and zone control okay. it seems and things that really like to scale into the middle and late game so if you're looking to beat this team and focus through the mid lane for some mm -hmm. reason, then I would suggest picking an early game, early game composition that can gank him two or three times in a row, set him pretty far behind, and force him to wait until 40 minutes to get his items, which at that you know at that point the game is over. Right. So you just want to get him early game and then play slow and controlled throughout okay. the rest of the mid. Uh, their ADC, very scary as well, 62% win rate on Sivir, 65% mm -hmm. win rate on Lucian, uh, plays Jinx, Caitlyn, Ezreal, Syndra, okay. Mage bot lane, which is not something you normally see, but it has been picked up by pros in the past. Okay. Uh, I know specifically, you know, G2 Perks, uh, who's a mid laner that moved down to bot lane, similar to Pupcake from yeah. the Guardians. He did the same right. thing, and he's made Syndra work pretty effectively. So down they've there. got a, a few characters under their belt, but they're heroes, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's what they're called. Exactly. Sorry, then, I don't play this game. Yeah, uh, yeah, champions. Champions. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Didn't wasn't even close. No, it was fine. Um, for support, this is also one of the things that's kind of hard about this team to draft against, or at least when you're researching them. Right. So two of their players seem to be support one tricks. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not sure, certain who plays the jungle role. Right. It seems both Vitazi is a Lulu one trick, and Gears of Peace is a Sona one trick. Okay. So, their jungler jungler mm -hmm. matchup, it's hard to predict. Uh, if you're drafting against this team, I would suggest going with the meta uh, bands. If you're on red side, just get rid of Sejuani just to be sure. Right. Uh, possibly consider you know taking the J4 away if they take the Silas or something. Uh, stick to meta when you're playing against this team for sure, and just right. ban away the one tricks. That's my advice. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Moving down, we have Marquee Sports. Again, I'm sorry, I don't know which uh, school you're from. We have Top J Rad, Jungle Forest Warrior, Mid at Atek. A techno, a techno, ADC X trainee support rooster hides. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime is a good name. That's a good, that's that's a good, a good name. name. That's gonna be my job, just pointing out the good names. We need a button for the producer. Right. Hi Sheridan. Hi Sheridan, our producer. Hi, producer. We need a button for good names. We just right over here. Good name. Good that name. Is a good name. Exactly. Just a button. Press it. Get a graphic. We'll get them on that. <laughs> uh, so I have no data for top or jungle, unfortunately. All right. Uh, there is a two trick in the mid lane, though. There is. Zoe and Malzahar. Is that um, really how her name is written? No, but okay. she's such a sleeper champion. Oh. <laughs> now that's clever. Yeah, thank For you. For those of you that can't see it, he has about 18 Zs at the beginning He really does. I have his notes right here. I've been hit by her sleepy trouble bubble one too many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, it, is it similar to like an Anna sleep? I'm trying to relate it. Yeah, it is, actually. Oh, it is. So okay. essentially, well, the bullshit part is if you miss Anna's sleep, it's mm -hmm. gone. If you miss Zoe's sleep, it stays on the ground for four seconds in a larger AoE. Than and you can you walk into it? Yeah. Huh. That's lovely. The effect is that the next damaging ability dealt is doubled the damage. Oh, wow. Whoa. And Blizzard take note for Anna, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> right? Do it, yeah. Please. I want to be able to uh, sleep grenade and insta-shot a tracer once more. That would be more. fantastic. 
miss those days. Anyways, we have 228 games on Malzahar at a 55% win rate and 192 games on Zoe with a 53% win rate. I would recommend getting rid of those champions right, if you sense. feel like having fun this game. Or not playing a or not paying 1,300 gold on every single one of your or, members. Or not so. spending the entire game sleeping. More or less, yes. Gotcha. Uh, he also plays Echo, Zillion, Lissandra, and Akali. All dive, except for the Zillion. The Zillion's kind of a doesn't it fits more with his other champions that he plays so mm -hmm. if he pulled anything out i would expect either the zillion or the echo um, moving down the adc though we have uh, jinx main with mm -hmm. a 68 percent win rate over 63 games um i'm assuming plays safe bot lane yep the support has a morgana thresh leo nami lux so you have enchanters the meta catch supports um leona specifically i'm assuming he plays as a counter pick into rakan which I would suggest for anyone that is red side or blue side, doesn't really matter, into a Zaya Rakan comp. Um, you can kind of bait out the Rakan uh, Zaya pick by taking a, uh, a jungler first or something and then giving them the strong duo, and then you right. counter with the strong CC of the Leona on your next uh, pick phase. So just another question from a League of Legends amateur. Uh, you speak about red and blue side quite mm -hmm. a bit. I'm guessing those are the the two halves side. of the map, so... I can answer that one, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, Austin, Austin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's something I know about League. Yeah, so basically <laughs> it's just like, uh, red side is the top bit. So okay. Like if yes. you broke your laptop screen in half from corner <laughs> to corner, this is red side, that's blue what side. A great, yeah, like, what a great analogy, okay. I'm sure you... Yeah, anyways. Right. But then the main difference when you talk about them in terms okay. of drafting mm -hmm. is that red side is known for being able to have counter picks. Because okay. just in terms of the drafting order, it's... You blue side has one pick, oh, red side has two picks, okay. and then blue side has two picks, and then red side has their last pick. So All they right. kind of get the second one after each. Got it. They get the reaction. Got it. Yeah, okay. so they get to like sort of sneak it back. Yeah, they get to get All the right. winning lane matchups most mm -hmm. of the time if okay. you play draft correctly, um, or if you're just trolling the draft, then not much to be done. Your teammates hate you. So, so there's a slight you. advantage in drafting to being the red side. Well, that's the thing is you would think that, right? right? But at the same time, blue side because you kind of get the first, right. um, the first choice, and then the second best choice mm -hmm. almost. Uh, you have the advantage of securing just stronger champions. Right. You can get stronger lane matchups okay. for red, but you can get stronger champions on blue. Got generally. it. Uh, moving on to esports at FSU Gold. This Ooh. is FSU's uh, blue uh, B squad essentially. Top lane yellow blades jungle six five. By the way. Uh, King of the Hill, mid lane, oh, Digusto, yeah. say it with gusto, in the support role, and Philly Cheesesteak. You know, we have some pretty good names, actually. Yeah, we all have some great sweet names. names. I like the 6-5 BTW. That's yeah, that's Mr. Great. George or Jorge. Is he, is he actually 6-5? No. Is, he, is I mean, that yes. the joke? <laughs> is that the joke? <laughs> listen, listen, we don't talk about who's tall or who's I think the short. I think the, letter, the, the numbers are probably... The uh, might be. Might be. be I have possible. never met this person. <laughs> Maybe he's a little bit dyslexic, that's all. Oh, no. Uh, but looking Love you, George. Yeah. <laughs> looking in the top lane, Mr. Yellowblades uh, plays Brand Top Wink, if anyone gets the meme. No. Um, he, play, he plays off meta champion that oh. he tries to bring top lane and it doesn't work. Oh, <clears throat> stop trying to make it happen. Stop. It's not uh, He'll never let you play it. Um, anyways. <laughs> plays Mordekaiser, we play Cho'Gath, we play Mr. Mundo, we play Orn. Okay. I notably spamming Rise in solo queue. I don't think he played much at the beginning of the season, but he's got up to a 56% win rate right. over 150 games. Well done. Well done. Uh, he has, he almost still looks like a Yorick one trick in solo queue with nearly 400 games played at 60% win rate. 
So I would highly suggest banning that out uh, against him if you're looking to not get split pushed to death and have your inhibitors knocked on at 15 minutes into the game, which is always a fun time. Uh, looking at Jungle, he plays a lot of Nunu, a lot of Sejuani, a lot of J4. Right. Metapix, just straight up, if you don't want him in the game, you know what they do. Uh, you know not to give him. I mean, you can see all these wins. It's they're good meta picks, they're strong frontliners. Uh, Nunu, notably, nerfed in 9.18. The slow on his Snowball E is down, I believe, to uh, 12% at rank 1, scaling up to 50% at rank 5, oh, I want to wow. say. Something, it was previously 30% at rank 1. Okay. Um, so they kind of took away a lot they of nerfed, his, yeah. Yeah, his chase potential, mm -hmm. running him down. Previously, it was like he kind of rolls a Snowball down the lane, right. and it gets really, really big and hard to dodge. Okay. Uh, he kind of just rolled it past you, mm -hmm. and then he could just stand and uh, get his slow, and you wouldn't be able to dodge. Even if you did dodge the snowball, it didn't really matter. Right. So that was kind of the problem. So the nerf should help a little bit with that. Uh, moving into the mid lane, King of the Hill. I believe this is the highest ranked player on okay. mid, and this is a new player for FSU. Nice. I believe Welcome. he's a freshman. Welcome, King of the Hill. Uh, he is Diamond 3 in solo queue. A huge Vlad player. Loves his Vladimir. Okay. Uh, loves his... <coughs> I know his Oriana is very good. I know his Swain is very good. Uh, his Malphite, interesting, that must have been an auto-filled game. Uh, his Val Vladimir, for sure, I would suggest banning away. I know it's he's very good at staying safe on it through the early game and scaling into the middle and late and one-shotting you in teamfights. So either shut it down or get it out of the game. That's my advice. Mr. Philly Cheesesteak in the ADC role. Great name. I know, it is, but look how he spells it as well. He's like he's being quirky. It's Philly cheese. Philly cheese. He spelled none of it correctly, which is super, super cool. Yeah, great also, idea. now I want one. You want to go out after this? I'll get some Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks? Done. Thank you so right. much well, for the that's inspiration. That's the research I'm doing now. <laughs> that's that's go. Where do you get Philly cheesesteaks? Alright. We have Jinx being played with 56% win rate at 120 games. He has... Probably after that, I'd be scared of his Jin at a nearly a 60% win rate. His Sivir at a 50% win rate. All strong picks. Uh, Jinx can abuse a lot of the meta... Uh, picks at the moment like Kaisa because she mm -hmm. outranges and outpokes her. Uh, kind of because Kaisa has to land her W in the trade, so Jinx can kind of sit inside the minion wave and just shove away, and she doesn't have to worry about getting hit by the skill shot. Right. Uh, he plays Vayne, so if you're looking to take a tanky comp, would recommend against doing so. Okay. Uh, he plays Jin, so which is a good counter. Remember that Morgana Caitlyn lane I spoke of mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. You can take a Zyra Jin combination into that and kind of hard stomp the lane and shut down that advantage for the team that takes it. Alright. Sivers, nice scaling pick. Everyone knows what it does. Just clears waves and shoves waves. Uh, Sam, Nautilus, Mr. Digusto. Plays a lot of Nautilus. I have a class with him. Just one class? Sorry, I can do what it. What's that? What class? Um, it's, uh, like, the, for more. whatever. Are you really looking at the Philly cheesesteak places? Yeah, he I'm really, really, is. really looking at Philly cheesesteak places. But, uh, the class I have with him is, like, the intro to computer science something or other it's like whatever the one that's required is i don't know right. oh is that cgs 2010 yeah yes yeah, yeah, i know one. exactly what you're talking about yeah. a we've got a lot of computer science people in our esports club which makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah we have a lot of it a lot of what was it? we had criminal a justice criminal justice there was like yeah. 10 criminal justice people mm -hmm. inside the first meeting that's true sure. so sam plays a lot of catch champions he plays nautilus throw the hook out catch Hitbox is BS, if I might say so. <laughs> uh, Thresh, he plays a little bit of that. Plays, excuse me, plays uh, Nami. Not so much catch, but that's probably his alternative. Right. 
I know he plays uh, Leona and Morgana, probably Leo into the Zaya pick, uh, the Zaya Rakan pick, like I said earlier. Oh, did he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's in big memes right now. Yes, okay, cool. That's pretty funny. Of course he is. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Leona, Nautilus, uh, all the picks I mentioned earlier, they're going to be very prevalent throughout the tournament. Bot lane's right. going to be contested, I imagine, between Caitlyn, Morgana, Leona, Zaya, Rakan, uh, Nami, Nautilus, Thresh. Those are all the picks I expect to see. Okay. I don't s expect any, like, maybe a little bit of Janna, maybe a little bit of Lulu if that one guy's one trick goes through. Right, right. But other than that, um, it's going to be a pretty linear bot lane, okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, moving on to RFQ, we have top lane, DB winner, jungle, Ataraxium, mid lane, various, ADC, Aushin, and support, Jerfy. They gotta work on their name game. Uh, it's a little bit hard to pronounce, if I'm being bit, honest. Yeah. I feel bad for the shoutcasters. Oh, that's gonna be brutal. Although, Aushin, that's, that one's kind of that one's that, that's That's a reference to a design that got cancelled for right. Champion in League of Legends. Also, that's not way too back difficult. in the day before Rillian Soul. Uh, so, I like that one. That you got your head about it. You've been around for a while. <laughs> uh, top lane, he plays some interestingly off-meta picks. He okay. plays a lot of Gnar, who is not seen too much recently. Mm -hmm. uh, plays Malphite, who is coming back into the meta, either as full AP or as full armor against uh, a full AD team. So you can be either a tank or one-shotting uh, a nuisance to their backline. Uh, you have Alawi and Orn, both good into certain matchups. Alawi is very lane dominant, but can be shut down fairly easy with help from the enemy team's jungle. Okay. Uh, in the jungle role, we have the Ataraxium player with Zack, Shivana, Hecarim, Amumu, Trundle, and Lee Sin. Also very interestingly off-meta. Okay. Uh, I like the Amumu, I like the Trundle, I like the Zack, I like the Hecarim. Shivana not so much, because mm -hmm. kind of does nothing until she hits 6, and even then she still has to farm for the next 20 minutes to be super relevant. Once she gets her items though, very strong one-shotting build. Mm -hmm. uh, Hecarim is good for ganking and breaking fights, Zach for the constant ganks over the walls, he has a really long engage range. Uh, Trundle, I like having in your back pocket as an answer to the Sejuani, potentially. Mm -hmm. There's an interaction where if Sejuani takes the Aftershock room, mm -hmm. that in combination with her, her, what her passive does, essentially gives her armor and magic resistance. Right. Trundle inverts the amount of, uh, or I, I don't understand quite how the interaction works, but it ends up giving her negative resistances. Okay. Um, so she takes way more damage than she should be when she's against the Trundle. Okay. So it kind of stops their front line from being a front line. So I like having that in your back pocket. I don't have any data on their mid. Uh, ADC plays Zaya, but if I might say so, and I'm sorry, quite badly, you it's the only champion that he has on his OP.GG, and it's all losses. Oh, so no. You'll get, you'll get away. You'll get there, my friend. You'll get there. <laughs> don't worry. Yikes. But yeah, he's actually, that player is currently um, Bronze 1. That's okay. We've yeah. all been there. Well, we all start somewhere. So. We all start somewhere. Uh, moving on to the support, though. Jerfy, he plays Yumi. Get that out of there. If you're playing against this man, take it away. Ban it. Don't let it in the game. Plays Zillion. Could be somewhat of a nuisance. It's, it's good for keeping the ADC alive. If okay. He, if, his, if your ADC's positioning is not uh, incredible, there's okay. a lot of speed that you can give him. There's the revive. Right. That's the same thing. He plays Nami, Janna. Uh, also, a lot of their picks are off meta. They play fun champions, but... Not necessarily that ones that are strong right now. Right. Uh, moving on to esports at FSU Black. So we've got three teams Myself, going. Myself, yes. Okay. This is my team. Hello, as an ADC four. Uh, I forgot to pull up their OP.GG. Are you also in bronze? So it's. I'm not. I'm platinum currently. <laughs> okay, good. I appreciate the confidence that you have. Oh, you're. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll uh, get there. Yeah, maybe one day. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let me. 
I'm actually going to skip this for now, and I will come back to it momentarily. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to Team Fish Taco. That's great. Who I, they are, I believe, native to Gainesville? I want to say they're from Gainesville. Okay. Uh, I've played against them before in the tournament they held recently, which was the Team Fish Taco uh, Summer Splash or the Summer that Social. So it nice. was a lot of fun. It was a good tournament. Uh, did they have fish tacos? No, no, it was on a land bit. It was an online event. And they did but, not mail you fish right? tacos? This is unexpected. That's what I'm saying. Although they did give me my money back, which okay. which was nice. It was like a so deposit did you buy fish tacos with that? I, I thought I did, but you apparently should've. not. should <laughs> have. Uh, I have no data on their top jungle or support, unfortunately. Okay, great. Which... Interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not quite certain. It feels like a lot of the usernames that they submitted to Smash.gg uh, for oh, a lot of the teams, either. they're just not actual usernames, or they're different, or they changed them. Okay. I don't know. A little bit annoying. But Papa Nick... A little fishy. Yeah, a little fishy, <laughs> one might say. I'm taking, I'm taking Austin's dad. He approved of my dad joke. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm I so proud. It. Thanks. Appreciate that one. That was at least 300 IQ. At, at least. Yay. Yeah. Uh, mid lane, we have Papa Nick. I've played against him before. Oh, that's his username. I love that. I'm assuming his name is Nick. Papa uh, So is that your dad? Uh, my dad's <laughs> name is Kevin. I'd be surprised. I wonder if he was just waiting and told me about it. Right. <laughs> my name is Nick as well. For that's those why I was making the joke. Gotcha. Uh, Papa Nick in the mid lane, uh, I remember that he had a very mean pantheon when okay. we played against him in the tournament. They would play this Did comp. he make fun of you? I'm sorry. Not particularly, but they played this comp where they would run pantheon and Shen in the top lane. I don't know if this is the same top player, I don't believe it was, right. but they would run uh, pantheon, Shen, and Nocturne, I want to say, mm -hmm. and they basically just would all collapsed on a single lane in one instant by using their global ultimates to move around the map really fast. All right. And they would cause havoc and just snowball the Pantheon. And since Pantheon is currently sitting at a very high priority in solo okay. queue at least, I can't speak for the tournament meta. Mm -hmm. uh, I can uh, I can see some teams pulling it out once or twice. Uh, I can see Braden pulling it out for sure. Okay. Uh, but I'm not sure that'll be the same presence in this one, so I can't speak too much to what this team is going to play. But I remember being impressed, that's his name, <laughs> with their ADC as well. Uh, he plays strong picks, uh, but their their spread of people is between uh, Gold 1 and Diamond 4. Alright. I'm going to move on to FSU Black, by the way. If I now, for uh, FSU's Black team, we're going to look in the top lane first at Mr. Drosky. Uh, he plays a lot of lane dominant champions, so we can take a look here. And he has Renekton being played, he has Kled being played, Fiora being played. Uh, I'm assuming into something like a Malphite matchup or Dar oh, Darius. Interesting. I wonder if he got counterpicked there. But uh, there's a lot of ADC games here as well. Mr. Sir, you need to be playing more solo queue. Uh, he's currently a Diamond 4 player, so. Okay. Uh, very good, very good. I love playing with him. Uh, moving on to Ariance in the jungle. Uh, you can see those, those win rates are. Amazing. I was going to say, this I was is some say, crazy win rates. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. I had those. Yeah, so he's currently sitting at Diamond 4 with a 64% win rate. Uh, he is doing very, very well for himself this season. Uh, his Sejuani is brutal. His Udyr is a terror if you let it get ahead early. Uh, his J4, very strong. Um, again, meta picks, but um, very good when he does play those meta picks. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to Olipop. I don't know where he's been in practice the last few days. I'll be Ollie, honest with you. I love him. Ollie he's is great. Ollie's great. He's some. He's one of my favorite. He's, he comes to all the meetings, and we really appreciate him. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love you, Ollie. Um, he so he plays a lot of Silas, plays a lot of Kiana. So some of the new champs that a lot of people might not be as comfortable playing against mm -hmm. yet. So that's a good advantage for him. Um, 
I would suggest taking away the Kiana if you plan to play Akali. So he might actually get focused out on bands in a lot of these games um, okay. for people who are looking to play some of those more uh, mobile champs in the mid lane. He plays Azir, uh, Silas, Kiana, um, Syndra uh, occasionally, seems in solo queue. Moving on to myself, hello. Uh, <laughs> from my op.gg, it tells you that I play a lot of Vayne, I play a lot of Kai'Sa, play Zaya. Uh, all these things that are both meta and a little bit... They've been nerfed in a couple of patches. Zaya is mm -hmm. still very strong, with the Zaya-Rakan combo always being meta. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just so much versatility and mobility and engage in that comp and peel. Uh, it's just a very strong 2v2. Lots of damage. Um, easy lane to play. We'll probably be looking to play that, uh, if I'm being honest. Looking to play Caitlyn Morgana, if I can get it. I mean, most teams mm -hmm. are. It, it's just such a strong lane. You throw out the Morgana binding, mm -hmm. it has someone in place for, you know, up to 2.5 seconds. Yeah. Where they just aren't allowed to flash or anything. Um, you place the Caitlyn Trap down, you get a free headshot, which is uh, something like 150% of your AD, I think. Which is, it's just a lot of damage that comes out very, very quickly in that mm -hmm. lane, and it's hard to dodge. Uh, moving on to Mr. Viathan. You can see he plays a lot of Yumi, that new annoying mm -hmm. cat that everybody just loves to play against. <laughs> Because uh, she's just so easy to shut down. Yeah, for sure. I uh, sent it a note of sarcasm there. There's I'm a little sure. bit. Just a little bit. The problem just with ten. Yumi as a champion is that most champions, every champion in the game besides Yumi, you can mm -hmm. shut down by killing them or denying them CS right. or what have you. Yumi, because you can't target her 90% of the time because she's inside one of her teammates, mm -hmm. you have to shut down every single carry that they have. Okay. So you have to win every lane, otherwise she just attaches them, buffs them to infinity, okay. and wins the game from there. You can see, as a support, he has a 6.5k because you just can't kill the cat. Oh, wow. Exactly. He's Anyone got a lot of plays, lives. Yeah, exactly. He has as many lives as he needs. He has four, specifically, on his team that he can before he has to die. Uh, so he plays Yumi, Morgana, Nautilus, get, has a great Alistair, has a great Thresh. All around a very strong support player. Um, right. If you're looking to target out the bottom lane though, for sure get the Yumi out of there. Uh, we'll be taking away everyone else's Yumi, so I don't feel bad saying that. Mm -hmm. uh, don't know if I wanted to play it, but sorry bud. Uh, and that wraps up all of the teams that right. are currently attending Gatorland. Thank Perfect. you guys for having me no on. No worries. Thank you so much. Super fun. Yeah. Thank you. I feel very confident knowing knowing how much you know. Yeah. Uh, so knowing now everything about our teams, I think FSU has a solid chance at coming out with... Garnet for something. sure has a solid chance of, wow. I believe, entering the finals. I would also, again, keep an eye on S9, S9, S9. I'm assuming that's Season 9, Season 9, Season 9. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh, and FGCU, those are my three teams to All watch right, over the course so of the tournament. So that'll be interesting. Keep an eye out for that. For sure. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, my three teams to watch are FSU Garnet, FSU Gold, and FSU Black. I think they're going to go for a second. I'm trying not to be biased. That's just yeah. Those are the really obvious like, Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're trying to be fair to the other schools. I guess throw where we are. Them, like FGCU or whatever. Exactly. But let's just be honest. That FSU is going to suck. They got Dorian recently. Yeah. Yeah. Could you yeah. possibly end up playing one of your FSU teams? We can, actually. If you look in the terms of the brackets, if I believe I can pull it up real fast, but I think if we win our first match and mm -hmm. they win their first match we might end up facing each other very Ooh, very soon that'll be interesting some inner inner fighting yeah, yeah, here we go i have it pulled up so you have gold mm -hmm. here yep. you have black here esports of course so we actually all of the esports of fsu teams play in the first round okay so we don't face each other in the first round but in the second round there's the potential for let's see that's the winner we'd have so we have to win two 
games. Each like mm-hmm. two of our teams would have to win two games to be able to face each be able other. To face each other. Okay, that'll be interesting. But yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nick. Thank yeah, thanks for coming on. Cool. Yeah, so that was Nick. That was some super interesting league content, and I hope to hear more from him in the future. That was fun stuff. I learned a lot. Really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And so. uh, just to let everybody know, we do have some Hearthstone players playing as well. Austin oh, is yeah, playing Hearthstone, Hearthstone at Gatorland. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our president, Jake, is also playing Hearthstone. And we also have a few people playing Smash, so look out for all of that uh, at Gatorland. And... Uh, I, I would like to revise playing to winning in that sentence. Right. He's not just playing. They're going to win. We're going to win. <laughs> They're going to win. I'm going to win because at Gatorland last year, I got second place. Oh. And I'm coming back with a vengeance. He's coming. He has redemption in in. I'm going to get first place. He's I'm playing. So watch out. Anybody who's mm-hmm. playing Hearthstone at Gatorland. Yeah. He's not messing around for this sure. year. For sure. Right, so I think that's all we have to talk about for today's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, this was our episode. this was our first time doing this, so mm-hmm. we're learning as we go. But we had a lot of fun, and we hope you enjoyed. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us here at Garnet and Gold Gaming, the uh, esports at FSU podcast, and uh, we hope to see you next time.